Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Bustin' Loose Baseball, hosted by Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer, gives you in-depth analytics and interviews on everything baseball in the nation's capital. Now, here's your host, Grant Paulson and Toby Altizer. C.J. Abrams. Three stolen bases tonight. Three hits, two runs, three steals. He's got 37 now on the season. I saw a stat from Matt Wyrick of NBC Sports Washington. I think it's age 22 or 23 or younger, 90 years worth of baseball. He's one of six guys with two three-steal games in a season, as he did it again tonight. Uh, We have talked ad nauseum about the splits I think it was nine steals through his first 77 games. So now it's, you know, 28 steals over Just ridiculous. You know, his last 25 games or, you know, or I guess it'd be a little more. I'll do the math in a second. 30 some games. But uh, well, so I got his last 30 in front of me. He's got uh, 17 swipes. So, you know, it's closer to 45 or so games that he's done all the, the damage here. But my God, I mean, he since the moment he started running, he, he just you can't throw him out and there was a little while where everything was close and it would go to the the review and he'd be called out and then he'd be safe afterwards. Like recently, the last couple of weeks, I don't think anybody's been close to throwing him out. No. He's getting better jumps. He's showing a cerebral, you know, really savvy approach that, that he's, he's picking better pitches to run on, but I think he's also getting better jumps. He's reading pitchers better. It's just been cool to watch him grow as a base runner. Yeah, I mean, to your point, when you say 17 steals over 30 games, that's a pace of 91.8 stolen bases, so 92. I mean, that is absurd, the amount of bases he's stealing, and it seems like every time he gets on first base, he's stealing second. And so this is kind of where I'm at with it, Grant. I don't necessarily need to see the slug as high. I know you'd like to see it higher and having extra base hits, hitting the ball out of the ballpark, but if he's going to steal bags at this kind of rate, just find a way to get on first and it turns into a double. I I don't really care how you get on, whether it's a hit by pitch because you're hugging the plate, whether it's taking your walks, whether it's just slapping a ball between the shortstop and third baseman. I don't really care. Just find a way to get on first so you can get to second. But the crazy part about CJ Abrams is you see times where you think about Yankee stadium and that series. And all of a sudden he's just yanking him over the wall and pimping it at home plate and standing there still to this day (laughs) like that dude right he's got all the swag and he's got power i mean if you watch this guy hit he's got power so you'd like to be able to see it kind of tapped into a little bit more but 
you know, I, I just want to f- see him consistently go through the rest of the season like this because, you know, he's going to end up hitting probably somewhere around, what, 18 to 20 homers and stealing close to 50 bags. I mean, that if you would have told us this season that his stat line at the end of the year, whatever it may be, just assume 18 homers, 50 stolen bags, you know, batting average around 250. I think we would have been obviously happy with the counting numbers. You would have wished for the average to be a little bit higher, but I almost think the way that this season has gone, Grant, it gives you even more hope where he started a little bit slow. You kind of saw flashes in the first half and then right ahead of the all-star break, he gets put in the leadoff spot and he's a totally different guy. He's the guy that you traded for. He's the guy that was once a top five prospect in all of baseball. And now you're seeing it. So I feel like it almost gives you more hope the way this season has gone because basically since the All-Star break, this guy has been a totally different player and looks like the future leadoff hitter for this baseball team for, you know, for this foreseeable future. Yeah, so I did a little bit of a deep dive into some of the splits for him this year. But I want to say first that he, well, he's cooled off quite a bit since that first tear when he got moved up, moved up to the leadoff spot. And, you know, August has been a much more pedestrian month than July was. In 43 games in the leadoff spot and about 180 at bats at this point, I think, he's still hitting about 290 with a 790 OPS. League average, last I checked, was right around 720. Um, so it's a, a 340 on base, just about. It's a 450 slug. So, you know, that's a pretty good baseball player since he's been moved to the leadoff spot, not an all-star or anything. But when you add in the stolen bases and the fact that his defense has been so much better as well, did have an error, dropped the ball in foul territory, kind of lacked some concentration tonight. Uh, But big picture, you've been watching these games, you know just how much more consistently he's been playing. But what I noticed when I looked up some of his splits uh, today, first thing was that – he and every player is going to be better when they're ahead in account. But I remember one time I had someone who uh, was in charge of player development in a big league system tell me that there's certainly young players uh, that basically really thrive and just get into when they get into hitters counts. It's like a whole different world, right? When they're ahead in the count versus when they're behind in the count and they are players that kind of thrive on confidence. Now, I, I don't know. This is anecdotal, but it just feels to me like C.J. Abrams, from what we've seen defensively, when the game starts speeding up and he has those errors, they compound on each other. When he's going well, he gets in these really hot stretches and, you know, he's admiring his home runs. I think this guy really is a, you know, he's like a feel guy, right? He, if he feels confident, you just see what it looks like. Well, when he's ahead in the count, it's a 1026 OPS with a 333 average when he's behind in the count. It's a 175 average and a 472 OPS. Again, I understand it's like saying if you eat more fast food, you will be fatter. I'm a testament to this. <laughs> but I think that's a bigger discrepancy than you'll see for a lot of guys, right? Uh, the other thing I'll say is, and this is the more interesting split to me that I found, was I knew that left on left had been a struggle. I can't tell you how many times I'm watching a game and I see he's facing a tough lefty and I'm thinking – Ooh, that's a, you know, it was not a great at bat or whatever. And I'm like, ah, that's a bad matchup for him right now. Well, I looked up the numbers and he's hitting 178 against left-handed pitching and 283 against right-handed pitching. So it's his OPS against right-handed pitching was, I think it was around 790, uh, maybe 785. And against right-handed pitching, uh, excuse me, against left-handed pitching, it was in the 550s. Uh, He has not yet really figured out left on left. 
if he eventually does, that now is where you become an all-star, right? That's where you elevate your game. You got more hits left on left. He's got 11 homers against righties. Um, you're not going to have as many homers against lefties because you don't face as many. But instead of three, you know, you do the same thing in the number of at-bats. Maybe it's five or six home runs this year against lefties. And now you're on your way to, to 21, 22 on the season or something like that. So my point is um, he's right where he's supposed to be. Like the, one of the last things to come for a young left-handed hitter without experience is going to be getting better, staying in, keeping his shoulder in against lefties. So uh, I was kind of encouraged when I saw a couple of those things because I'm looking at the numbers. It's kind of right at league average with a lot of the you know, over the course of the whole year, OPS, some of those things. And then you say, oh, well, there's major room here where if he starts doing this, if he could find a way to check this box, we're in business. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a guy that looks more comfortable, like you were saying. And I think putting him in that leadoff spot has given him something to take ownership of. And I think part of the reason that coincides with him doing so well is what do you want in a traditional leadoff hitter is a guy that's looks at a lot of pitches, is a little more selective, finds a way to get on, whether it's a walk or a hit, and doesn't necessarily always have to swing out of his shoes trying to hit for power, just find a way to get on base. And like you said, you know, early in the year, the guy was swinging at a lot of things out of the zone, and in turn, you end up behind in the counts. When you're going up there with an approach where, let me just try to get on first base any way possible, you're not going to always swing at the first pitch. You're going to be a little more selective. And in turn, if a pitcher misses, now you're ahead in the counts. And like you said, his OPS goes up 200 points because of that. So I think it all kind of coincides and he just looks more confident. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, I, I was told you go talk to him for an interview, you're going to get one or two word answers. And when I talked to him, you heard it on the podcast a couple weeks ago. He was a guy that it's not like he's the most talkative dude in the world, but he seemed like he was comfortable in his own shoes. And I think part of the reason you saw some of the struggles early is this is a young guy who probably should have been still playing minor league baseball for quite some time. Not saying that's the case at the beginning of the year, but the Padres kind of rushed him. You know, they had the injury with Tatis and they said, all right, dude, come up and play in the majors. And that's just not how major league baseball works. And so, you know, he got rushed to the majors and in turn, when he got traded to the nationals, they figured, you know, might as well try to learn at the big league level because you've already started everything up there. And so you've seen kind of the evolution throughout the year where things started to slow down a little bit for him. Things started to click and he started to get more comfortable. And, you know, you don't usually get to see this process at the major league level. You This usually happens in double A or in triple A. But this is something we've seen throughout the season where it started to click. And I think that's a credit to Davey Martinez and the development staff on the major league staff is seeing all right, now he's starting to figure this out. Let's try this. Now he's starting to figure these little things out. Let's keep moving him along. And I think ultimately that culminated with him going to the leadoff spot. And I think once you saw that comfortability added with that confidence of I'm back in the leadoff spot and I can take ownership of it, that's when you really saw everything start to click. And now you're getting a C.J. Abrams that gives you a lot of confidence going forward. He's Toby Altizer. I'm Grant Paulson. We got to thank producer Darius Dameron for his work behind the scenes on Bustin' Loose Baseball. Remember, please subscribe, please rate, please review kindly, and we will read any comments you leave for us on BLB. If you've got a question for us you want answered on the pod, you can drop it in the comments section, or you can always tweet us. Toby, give your Twitter handle. At Toby underscore Altizer, T-O-B-I underscore A-L-T-I-Z-E-R. And I'm at Grant H. Paulson for Toby. For Darius, I'm Grant saying so long. We'll be back later in the week. Enjoy Nats baseball.